chunk up the deuce for the south and the north. Boys talking down, I got them diamonds in my mouth. Well, it's that grain gripper from Houston, Texas. That bar sip it at bar, no plex. I'm straight up out of that Swisher house where G the ass right out of check. So check the neck, check the wrist. I'm ballin' status from head to toe. My jewelry shop sell more grills than George Foreman, baby. Now you know that ain't an igloo. That's my watch and that ain't snow, baby. That's my chain. That's not an ice tray. That's my teeth and that's Welcome not a snow back cone. to that's another episode of Don't Sue Me, Bro. The Don't Sue Me Bro podcast with me, your host, Brandon Harper. Today is Monday, June 19th, 2023, about 4.15 in the p.m. South Texas Central Time. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a regular dude with a regular job and lots and lots of opinions. So I come here about once every week or so to get them off my chest. Some you'll agree with, others you won't, and I am perfectly okay with that. And if there's one thing you need to know about me, it's that I don't do pre-recorded intros. I do, however, plug my hammock website, which is worldsbesthammocks.com. I would encourage each and every one of you to go check out worldsbesthammocks.com. Even if you don't need a hammock, check it out. Share it with your friends. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who needs the world's most amazing hammock for only a few hundred bucks. Where else can you get the world's most amazing anything for only a few hundred bucks? You have Texas flags, American flags, Jamaican man, everything you want. World's best hammocks. Com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Don't See Me Bro. Let's get right into this. I'm still earning. Get my bread while I shake the fed. Keep them dimes in and out my bed. Jump in the drive to convert the top and let them bop on candy red. Leather seats with that wood eye. They don't know what my hood buy. Trying to take the young gun spot. I'm platinum bound and still hot. Haters off in my mix again. Pimping bras plus pimping pins. Multiplying, I gotta win. Keep that ice chicken clean. Boy, boy, boy. Guess what today is? Well, besides Juneteenth, today is hot as hell outside. And I know every summer I come back on here and I complain about the first heat wave and how hot it is and how we must be doing something to cause the climate change. I'm just joking. Okay, I'm just joking about the second part. But the first part, I realize that I say the same things every year. And okay, I'm okay with that. You know what? I'm getting older and I'm allowed to gripe about the heat if I want to. And nobody's going to stop me. I don't care. I don't want to hear anybody say, Yeah, Brandon, it's June. It's always hot in South Texas in June. I don't care. I'm still going to complain. All right? But in all seriousness, summer is here. It's Juneteenth. Half the things in my life are still broken. If you listen to last week's podcast, you'll know what I mean. I'll get into some of the details here. I also apologize for my scratchy voice. I had like a one-day cold. And no, of course I did not miss work for a one-day cold. And I'm still getting over it. And although many people will tell me, you sound like crap. I know, I know, but I feel fine. So you don't worry about what I sound like. You just listen to the things that I say. I don't miss work, and I take pride in not missing work. And the kinds of people who take pride and not missing work are the kind of people who do just fine in life. And while I've made plenty of mistakes, overall, I'm pretty satisfied with what I've accomplished in my life. And I hope you are too. If you're not, make the changes so that you become satisfied with your lifetime accomplishments. But the good news is, at least my oven was fixed today. After three attempts, they came, or after two attempts, they came back for a third, and I told them this is the final attempt. I said, look, guys, 
You've been here twice already. If we can't fix it on the third time, we're just going to do a refund, and I'm going to figure out something else. So they sent the oven guru named Hector. They sent him out today, and he determined that it was not actually the oven. It was the plug that the oven plugged into, which blew my mind because I didn't think it could be that, but it was, and I'm not an oven repairman, nor am I an electrician, but we figured it out, and by we, I mean he figured it out. And then he ran to Home Depot and he got the right plug and he changed it out and it's working again. So now I think I'm uh, 250 plus 150, that's 400 bucks, 400 bucks into this oven and now it's working again, which I'm a little bitter, okay, about how the billing situation went down. Um, you know, they came out, they looked at it, they said it's fixed. They said it's 250 bucks. I said, okay, a little bit steeper than what I would have expected, but there was no parts bought. So I thought, you know, okay, whatever. They showed up, right? I called like four people, and the only people that bothered calling me back showed up, and I believe them when they say that the oven was working when they left. However, when I got home, the oven was not working. So I called them back, and I said, hey, it's not working. Let's come back. So then a day and a half goes by, and they try again. They come back out. They bring a helper. They spend two hours. No luck. They bring in the big guns today. He spends an hour, hour and a half. He says, okay, well, we're still going to bill you for 150 bucks." And I go, well, what was the $254? Um, uh, well, that was a, you know, a service call. And then we had, there was a thermostat that was bad, which I don't think is true. I don't think there was a bad thermostat. I think he kind of got caught in a little pickle. But nonetheless, you know, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to raise a big stink about $150, right? I've been without an oven for 10 days. 150 bucks, just, just take the $150, leave my house, and, you know, if everything goes perfectly, we'll never have to see each other again. I know that's kind of brutal to say, but it's true, right? Your life would be great if you never saw the appliance repair person ever again, you know? It'd be a great, great problem to have. So that's the oven update. The computer update, let's see, computer has now been at the computer hospital for 10 days as well. Um, the last, you know, last I'd heard after I called to check with them, because, you know, even though they said like, all right, well, um, we'll call you after we look at it. We'll, we'll call you on your phone here and let you know what the problem is. So, so I called them Friday. I said, hey, guys, you've had my computer. Oh, wait a minute. No, not. They had it for 10 days as of Friday. So they've had it for about two weeks as of now. So I called them on Friday. Hey, guys, y'all have had my computer for 10 days. Just wondering what the status is. Oh, hang on. You need to talk to so-and-so. So so-and-so so gets on the phone. Hey, so-and-so. Just wondering what the status is of my computer. Um, well, yeah, no, I meant to call you, which, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna talk about that in a second. There is absolutely no reason telling someone that you meant to call them or you meant to text them, but I'm going to circle back to that. So the guy meant to call me. He goes, well, I think it's a power supply. And I said, okay, when's that? Let me guess. Those are back order for six months. No, no, no. We've ordered it. It should be here today or Monday. And this was on Friday. I said, okay, so when you plugged it in, were you seeing the slow flashing amber light? He goes, mm -mm, nope, no, no, no. Those computers don't have amber lights. There's, there's no such thing. And I go, no, no. I'm 100% positive that when the computer was attempted to be turned on, the light that's normally white was slow flashing amber. He goes, hmm, no, I don't think so. And I go, 
no, no. It was, I promise, like, I, I'm not an idiot. I don't claim to be a smart man, but I do claim to be able to determine colors. You know, that's that's in my wheelhouse. Like, I can't fix computers, but I can dang sure tell you what color a light is. So he was like, well, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the power supply. If it's not the power supply, the whole thing's shot and the computer's garbage. And I thought, you know, that's my luck. My luck is that everything's just shot and garbage. So now we're waiting on the power supply. And, uh, you know, I know I'm kind of a pessimist when it comes to these types of things, but it's only based on my experience. So I suspect I'll hear back from the guy and he'll say, yeah, things shot. No bueno. No bueno por chit. And then I'll go spend $1,400 on a new computer. And then this, but this one will be backed up. You know, I'll, I'll back it up. I bought a hard drive to back up my work computer. And I plugged it in. It started the backup process. It's about half the way through. It goes, your disk was ejected improperly. Please reinsert your disk and try again. But, you know, I tried to tell it. I said, look, dude, it's still plugged in. No one disconnected the disc. It's plugged. I can see it. I promise you it never got unplugged. And I unplugged it and I plugged it back in. Same thing. It starts the backup. It thinks the disc has been unplugged. So I erased the disc, reformatted it, started all over. It got 15, 20% away through the backup. It said the same thing. I'm telling you guys, I, I'm thinking about hiring someone, uh, just a full-time, like, hey, boy, follow me around, fix my computers, Make the phone calls to people who don't call back and sort out all these issues. Because, man, I'd have a lot of time left, you know. If I didn't spend so much time dealing with people that don't want to work, repair people that don't want to communicate, hardware of computers that breaks, if I didn't have to manage any of that stuff, man, I, I wouldn't know what to do with all my time. I don't think I ever mentioned my my kitchen sink faucet having to be replaced. That was another Another $300, two and a half hours worth of work. Another 100 bucks to the guy who replaced it. You know what they say? When it rains, it freaking floods. But either way, here I am. That's the update on all the broken things in my life. I will keep you abreast as they go on. Like I mentioned, today's Juneteenth. Juneteenth became a federal holiday in 2019, where the federal government decided to observe the day that which Texas announced they were freeing slaves. I should probably know more about the holiday, but I don't. All I know is that that's, uh, that's what we're celebrating, which is fine. You know, I have no absolutely no problem with that. It's great. So we, should, we should commemorate memorable days and things and events, and that's good. That is a good thing. What's frustrating to me is that I feel like we're adding federal holidays and we're not taking any away. Now, I know there's lots of people out there think, well, that's just great. We get more time off for every month. We could have four days off. Okay, well, number one, this ain't France, sweetie. This is Texas, more importantly, America. And we like to work. We like to get stuff done. We like to be efficient. Because when we're efficient and we produce things, everybody wins. But either way, today's Juneteenth, and we're celebrating that by not working. It is officially the the day that marks the emancipation of African Americans who were enslaved. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was not an African American and I was enslaved, I'd be a little bit bitter about Juneteenth. But I'm not, so I'm not bitter about it. As I said earlier, I think it's a great thing to acknowledge. Now, I don't necessarily know if we need a day off of work for it, but that's okay. No big deal. What is frustrating to me 
is that I received an email from Amazon Business, and I'll just read it to you. It has a picture of a lady who happens to be black, and it says, Shop and support black-owned businesses. Learn how Amazon Business can help you advance your supplier diversity initiatives by shopping business suppliers from black entrepreneurs. Support black-owned businesses year-round by creating a buying policy to prefer small and diverse sellers. Discover diverse sellers by looking for seller credentials under the Add to Cart button. So I'll be looking at the seller credentials and, you know, I may or may not choose to support black entrepreneurs depending on what it is I'm buying, right? I am being a little sarcastic. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that we're doing this. I know you've heard it before, but you're going to hear it again. How do you think this makes the white seller feel? I can tell you how, because I'm a white seller. And although I don't sell on Amazon, I do sell on other websites or Shopify to be exact. And if Shopify, which I don't know, they probably do this too. You know, everyone loves to say, look how non-racist we are. Look how much we love black people and gay people and trans people. And you know what? I believe it. I believe you do. You love them so much. You're willing to take work away from the people who don't fit that skin color in order to prove to everyone else that you don't hate anybody. And I really hope people start pushing back against this. And I really hope that people are able to articulate the argument that just because I'm pushing back against promoting people based on their skin color doesn't mean that I don't like black people or that I have problems with them or that I'm a white supremacist. It just means, hey, if we're all equal, let's all treat people equally. If we're not going to push white sellers, which I think is a bad idea, then let's not push black sellers or brown sellers or Asian sellers or Indian sellers or any sellers of any kind based on their skin color. We should encourage consumers to spend their money on the product that fits them the best and not make decisions based on what color the seller's skin is. If I took this idea back 10 years and I said, hey guys, who thinks it's a good idea that we announce skin color on Amazon? That way people can buy based on skin color. I would get booed and sent out as a racist, bigot, misogynist, fill in the ist word, whatever you want to pick. And I know, I know that one day people will start pushing back. I know. And I'm a little bit early. And this is why people, when they're early on topics, they get attacked. You know? So I'm expecting that. It's okay. It's fine. I know where my heart is. I know how I feel about people. Nobody will convince me that I'm racist. Nobody will ever convince me to apologize. And you know what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to not buy it. And I know that's terrible. I know. I don't like admitting it. But it makes me want to not buy it. And this is what I always say. If you tell someone that they're racist long enough, if you tell them that they're prejudiced long enough, and they are not, eventually they will become that way. This is not a revelation. This is a, a basic behavioral principle. And once we understand this and we start behaving as such, then, then we'll, maybe the division will cease or the division will cool off. But thinking that we will ever be united while we're also pushing things to be sold based on skin color, is just entirely preposterous. So that's it. That's all I'm going to say about Juneteenth and, and selling things based on skin color for today. I'm going to move on 
And unfortunately for you, you don't get any kind of audio break or digital imaging, as we say in the biz, in order to separate one segment from the next. Because, well, my computer's been in the hospital for two weeks, so I've got this little teeny tiny baby laptop that feels like it's just struggling to keep things going. That's what I'm operating from. Actually, you know what? I just changed my mind. I lied. I'm going to touch on one more thing. I had this as a bullet point, but I think now is as good of a time as any because it kind of ties in. So, you know, this is Pride Month, right? June is Pride Month. And so everyone feels the need to just speak out in order to protect LGBTQ plus whatever, whatever, whatever rights. And while no one can tell me exactly what rights people don't have, it's still something that gets screamed about and protested and signs waved and all that stuff. So what exactly are the rights that they're fighting for? What what rights don't they have? And this is kind of a genuine question because I am very, 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 very far removed from that group or that lifestyle or, or those genetics or whatever you want to call them. But I kind of feel like everyone has the same rights. You know, our rights aren't based on anything anymore other than whether or not we're human. We don't say whether skin color has certain rights. We don't, you know, we don't really dictate rights based on anything. So what exactly are they fighting for? I don't know. I don't know. But can it ever go too far? Can it ever be to the point where we have been fighting for a certain group of people for so long that, that they have gotten not only equality, but now they've gotten preference and preferential treatment. And if you think hard enough and long enough, you can apply that to other areas that are experiencing the same type of questioning. But what if eventually we're so pro-LGBTQ plus rights that we end up punishing the straight people or the people that are non QTB, whatever. I encourage you to think about that. You know, think about what it's like to be somebody who is just a straight white male who sees, oh, support the black businesses. Oh, support the gay people. Oh, if you don't support the gay people, we all hate you. Imagine how it feels. Now, I know that a lot of people might think, well, the straight white male have been on top of the world forever. That's fine. That's fine, but the guys that are living today have not. Just like the black people who are living today have not been oppressed, abused, suppressed, whatever you want to pick. They, the people that are living today have not been exposed to that. My whole point is just to think about it. Just to think about how silly it is to try to give people preferential treatment in order to make up for lost times. Because what ends up happening is you create bitterness right? You create the kind of thoughts that I'm talking about today. The kind of thoughts where people get angry because they've been shoved to the back of the line because they were born with certain traits that they have no control over. Does that sound familiar? The problem is that no one will speak out against it because we've conditioned each other that if you speak out against something that's in favor of someone who has a certain skin color, then you by nature hate the people with a different skin color. Do you see how confusing this would be? Could you imagine trying to explain this logically to an eight-year-old? Yeah, I couldn't either. I couldn't either. So, I don't know. We're going to leave that alone. I'm done with that topic now. I'm moving on to the next topic from this point henceforth. I mentioned something earlier, and it had to do with people telling you 
that they meant to call you or they meant to text you. You know, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. And I don't like excuses. You know, if you drop the ball with a customer or with an employer or with a supervisor or with a coworker or with someone that you employ or with anyone, it's best just to come clean and say, you know what? I dropped the ball. I, I forgot to call you yesterday. I forgot to send you that text message. You know, we just had kind of to let a guy go slash he quit because, well, for lots of reasons. But one of my biggest pet peeves with him was I would ask him a question. It was like, oh, yes, I meant to send you this last night or I meant to send you this yesterday. I meant to push send. I mean, it was just one thing after another. Just stop. Stop saying I meant. There's no need because you know what happens when you tell someone you meant to do something? Dot, 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 dot. You might as well say, but then I forgot because it wasn't really all that important to me. And you know what else you shouldn't do? Don't tell someone when you were supposed to call them to deliver information of some sort and they have to call you. Don't say, oh, I'm so glad you called. I was just about to call you because nobody buys it. Nobody. All it is is a way for you to say, I'm too embarrassed. I dropped the ball. So in order to deflect, I'm going to tell you what I was just about to do. And hopefully I can regain a little bit of credibility because we're raising people who don't know how to take ownership in their mistakes. They don't know how to make a decision and push forward and then own when it goes right and own when it goes wrong. We're raising these little sissies who want to hide behind excuses and say things like, well, I know I was supposed to come drop off your drone and your camera three times already, but I just got busy and I, and I didn't feel like coming by after I had been working all day. I really, I'm kind of fearful. I'm kind of worried to see what the man, the average quote unquote man will look like 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, because I think we're going to have a bunch of sissies. We're going to have a bunch of people who think it's cool to wear dresses and dress up like what? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Time out. I guess we kind of already. We already are. We already are. We're so doomed. We are so doomed. <laughs> and not only are we not raising kids and teaching them to be masculine men, we're, we're teaching children that being masculine men is a bad thing. So we're not even neutral about it. You look at these guys like Andrew Tate, and all he does is come out and say his opinions about what men should be. And whether you agree or disagree, at least he's putting his opinions out there on what men should be. Most of which include people who can fight, people who can defend women, people who take responsibility, people who work hard, people who make sacrifices. And that's, a, that's his opinion. And I think that that's what men used to be, and we're going further and further from that. And you know what? That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Maybe your opinion is, well... I think men can be just as effective in doing manly things and dresses. And I think men should be able to dress up like women and dance around at these things called drag shows. And that's what men should be in the future. And that's fine. That's your opinion. But between me and you, I am so gosh darn sick of reading about, hearing about, and seeing anything transgender, transvestite, trans whatever related. I mean... It's like it's in our face. And listen, I'm not blaming like the mainstream media. I'm not blaming. I'm blaming everyone. I'm blaming these people who call themselves conservatives that, you know, that they want to stand against transgender. This guy, Tim Poole, he's on YouTube. 
I had to quit listening to them because every single day they're talking about trans and trans and trans and trans. And it's not that they're advocating for it. They're actually pushing back against it, which is fine. You know, I get it. But just it's like less than 7% of the population fall into the LGBTQ plus category. And furthermore, the L and the G and the B do not belong with the other stuff because one of them has a sexual preference. The other one has a sexual preference and desires to be the opposite sex. So in reality, those two people don't really have much in common. And if I was an L or a G or a B, I would say, hey, guys, it is time to separate us. <laughs> that was our flag. That were our rights we're fighting for. You people are different. We don't see eye to eye on lots of things. But the reason that they were all grouped together was so that there could be a louder voice. I suspect it wasn't by choice. I don't know. I haven't spent a lot of time researching the LGBTQ plus movement, and I'm not going to. I'm just going to tell you that we're getting tired of hearing about it, even from our own people, from our own conservatives who just beat it to death. And I understand why they do, because it gets ratings, it gets views, it gets clicks, it gets engagement, it gets reactions. And I truly hope that there's lots of people that feel the same way I do, you know? Tired of hearing about Bud Light. I don't care. I do not care. Let people push back with their with their money. That's it. Let people decide not to spend their money based on things and get on down the road. You know, let's talk about things that matter. News and journalism outlets are turning into the Inquirer. I mean, the things that I read on even Fox News and CNN, I just, I don't get it. I don't get how they could stoop so low to write the headlines that they write. Like, they must be really desperate for money. You know, they have to be terrified that the independent journalists and independent media is about to take away their honeypot, which I'm glad about. I'm glad about that. But yeah, I'm transed out. I'm trans to death. I do not care. I don't care to hear about people chopping off their wieners. I don't care to hear about people chopping off their breastuses. It doesn't matter. Those people are freaks, in my opinion. I do not care about them. I don't care what they do. I don't care where they go. I don't care what they say. As long as you're not bothering me, do your thing. I won't treat you any different. You'll never know when I see you in public. Unless you approach me in some aggressive or, or belittling way, you'll, you'll never know. You'll never know that I find that extremely repulsive and odd behavior. And you know what? I'm entitled to feel that way. But I'm not entitled to act a certain way without being called names or rude or bigot or whatever. But let people think what they want to think and act how they want to act as long as it's within the parameters of the law. I would never be meaner <laughs> to a trans person just because they're trans. I won't treat them any differently, you know. But if they expect me to act a certain way or they use the fact that they like to wear women's clothes to try to bully me, it's not going to work out too well for them. And the reason that they'll be treated poorly won't be because that they chose to wrap their wiener underneath their crotch. It will be because they're trying to bully me. And I'm not going to be bullied by anyone, whether they wear a dress and high heels and have a wiener or not. None of that matters. My favorite six words, lest ye not forget. Nobody tells me what to do. And I hope you feel the exact same way about yourself. I'm going to apologize in advance for this bad audio because I'm playing it directly from my phone. I'm just cramming my phone speakers into my studio mic. 
So I'm going to apologize in advance. Here's Barack Obama talking about what he thinks is considered a marriage. You might be a little surprised. You might this one might uh, might catch you off guard a little bit. Your religious faith, your religious faith dictates that marriage should be between a man and a woman. Would you elaborate on that? Well, I, what I believe is is that marriage is between a man and a woman. Why? What in your religious faith calls you to be against gay marriage? What I believe in my faith is that uh, a man and a woman, uh, when they get married, uh, are performing something before God, and it's not simply uh, the two uh, persons who are meeting. That but, being the case, Mr. But, Obama, that being the case, if something is not a choice, if something is innate, then why isn't it a civil right? And why isn't your support of well, civil that, unions I, I, I as opposed think, to marriage, think, does that there, amount to think, separate but equal? No, I think there are a whole host of things that uh, are civil rights. And then there are other things, such as traditional marriage, that I think uh, express a community's concern and regard uh, for a particular institution. So marriage is not a civil right as far as you're concerned. And there you have it. Hypocrisy clip of the day brought to you by Barack Obama. What really blows my mind is that people just, people don't bring this stuff back up, you know? you know. And, and here's the deal. This has nothing to do with my opinion on whether or not marriage between gay people should be recognized. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not care. I don't care that much, okay? It does not matter to me enough to argue about whether or not marriage should be considered marriage only if it's a man and woman. I don't care because it's not my bubble, okay? It's not the things that affect me. And I realize that there's people out there who think that I have to stand up for people even if it doesn't affect me. And and that's fine. That I respect that. You can do that. But me personally, I'm not going to raise a stink about things that really will have zero impact on me. If you want to force me to tell you my opinion, I will. I will tell you my opinion. And luckily, I'm not a politician, not yet anyway, so I don't have to come out and say like, oh, this is where I stand on this and this is where I stand on that. But I can guarantee you, if I do, if I ever have to stay, say where I stand on something, it won't change over time. It will not change. Now, if it gets to the point where I have to accept money from people in order to continue my political career, and those people require that I change my policy opinions, I will quit. I will be done. Because if you don't have principles, if you don't have values, if you don't have things that, that represent the way you feel, then you're nothing. You're nothing. You probably have no real friends. The only people who are close to you are family members okay and i know this sounds harsh but there's lots of people out there and you'll meet them they don't have principles they float they just change with the wind they change that and if you look around them if you look at their circle of people there's no one close to them other than their family this is a very strange correlation that i've recently noticed but i'd encourage you to do some do some looking around identify the people who don't have many people close to them in their life and then, and then make your own decision. You know, is this a person of core principles or not? And it just kills me that we're willing to put people into office who just change their beliefs, okay? So whether or not Obama supports gay marriage doesn't matter. What matters is that he flip-flopped. And I do respect, <laughs> you're not going to believe me when I say what I'm fitting about to say. I respect AOC and I respect Bernie Sanders only because... 
They haven't flip-flopped. Now, I know AOC is still wet behind the ears, but Bernie Sanders has been in office or around office or sniffing around the office for 150 years, and he doesn't change. Now, he did change one thing, and you know, he used to say, but we're going to go after the greedy millionaires. And now he's changed it to billionaires because he, well, he became a millionaire himself. So he can't say that we should go after all the millionaires. He says they go after the billionaires, which I, I hate to tell you, Byrne. I, I hate to break it to you, but you will never be a billionaire. You know, you never will be. And that's okay. I probably won't either. But I am curious. Can, can you be a billionaire without being greedy? You know, I don't know. I feel like he uses billionaires are greedy in the same sentence, but maybe, maybe it's possible to not be a greedy billionaire. I wonder if he thinks, oh, Bill Gates is a greedy billionaire. <laughs> Speaking of government workers, well, maybe not government workers. Well, uh, no, you know what? I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to leave that one alone. I've had an interaction with some assistance for a local government representative that has been, let's just say, unimpressive but i'll leave that alone and i will say speak about government taking control of my money recently as i'm sure i mentioned air conditioner in my house went out four thousand dollar repair well you know these days nobody has paper checkbooks anymore including me i don't have any personal checkbooks for my personal account so i pay everyone with either cash venmo cash app or online paypal you know you know how to pay people right so the guy replaces my air conditioner and he said hey man you can just pay me through you know venmo or zelle or whatever so i said okay so he sends the invoice and i paid him through try to pay him through zelle which is some stupid app so i paid him i don't know a thousand dollars or it was a thousand dollar daily maximum so i paid him a thousand dollars through zelle and i said well I guess I'll go pay the rest on Venmo. So I go to Venmo, try to pay him $3,000. Sorry, you have reached your monthly limit. Okay, how much can I spend? I don't know. You just have to keep trying and then it'll let you. And I said, this is me on the phone with the people at, at Venmo. I called Venmo. I said, I'm trying to send this money through. This guy rendered services. He needs to get paid. Mm, yeah, you're over your monthly limit. Well, what's my monthly limit? Well, it just, it, it changes, okay? What is it today? Well, you're trying to send 4000 so that's too much. And I go, okay, well, how much can I send? Like, come on, let's, let's get to it here. You can tell I'm trying to do. How much can I send? Well, you have to just try a, a lower amount. And then that's when I just said, you know what? No, no, and no, we're not doing this. So hang up, get up off the phone with them. And then just the light bulbs are going off in my head. And I'm thinking, how are we okay with this? How are we okay with these institutions just controlling our money and telling us when and where and who we can send our money to, right? Why are they in charge? Why, If we all use crypto or Bitcoin or blockchain, no one could stop us. This is the advantage. That, you know, I feel obligated to preach to you guys about the benefits of using cryptocurrency and blockchain and this is one of them because i can't just sit here and tell you to go buy bitcoin without telling you why it's so good and this is it no one can control it no one can stop it there would be no well our system won't allow it 
No, you would just send the money to him and he would have it instantly and it would be free and it could send up to a billion dollars and it wouldn't get hung up and I wouldn't have to write any kind of reasons. It would be just like handing the guy green cash. And this is just another another freedom that the government is, is trying to get control of or take away. And it, I know it probably, you know, it probably gets annoying hearing me talk about the government taking away our freedoms. But if I didn't feel passionately about it, if I didn't worry about it, I wouldn't talk about it. Because if a, if a governing body controls the money of the people, what else do they need to control, right? If I can control what you spend, where you spend it, who you pay, what do I even need laws for? I can just keep you from spending money on things that, that I don't want you to have. And it's kind of a double-edged sword because they know this. They, they know how messy this could get. And I think that they're highly motivated to to stop it. Now, will they be able to stop Bitcoin? I don't think so. They may be able to keep people from trading, you know, dollars from their banks to get Bitcoin, but as a worldwide protocol, they cannot stop it. Like there's nothing that could stop them from me trading green cash for Bitcoin. That that there is no way they can stop that. And this is why I'm going to once again encourage you to go buy Bitcoin, you know, and I, I suspect that since I've been telling people to go buy Bitcoin, go buy Bitcoin for the last, I don't know, in, in real life since the last 10 years, but on this podcast, in the last five, six years, maybe, and I bet you maybe two people have gone and bought some. And, and I just think that you're making a mistake. You know, if you don't go and buy some, you're making a mistake. That's my opinion. And I'm not talking about just, well, I just I just bought a little bit just to see. Well, you, you can do whatever you want to do, but I'm telling you, I don't think you'll regret it. I've never known one person who bought Bitcoin and then once you go out past three years has regretted it. Not one single person. If you can lock up money for three years, go buy Bitcoin. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about that today. Don't let the government control your money. Buy something with your money they cannot control. Maybe one day you'll need it. Hopefully you won't, but maybe you will. Can you guys tell I'm in a ranty mood? I am I am on a roll today. My blood pressure has been sky high for the last two, three weeks. I mean, it can only go down from here. It can only go down. The next topic that I'm going to gripe about is service providers. People who who you pay to do things that you cannot and or do not want to do, okay? Service providers are such a necessary part of the economy. You have to have them. Why? Because we need photographers. We need mechanics. We need oven repairmen. We need people to repair things when they break. Our dishwashers, our AC systems. You get the idea. And what I cannot figure out for the life of me is why it's so common that these people are terrible communicators, and don't actually provide good service. I don't know if it's the, the competition situation of the city where I'm living right now. Is it that there's since there's no good quality competition, there's no good quality service providers? And I remember people saying when I first moved here, man, you, can, you can't get anything done in this town. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work. You know, that's kind of the, the boomer phrase that everyone's been hearing about the generation before them. But man, let me tell you what, since I've lived here for six years, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes, you know. I used to think in Nicaragua, 
man, nothing ever gets done. They're so lazy. They don't want to work. Nobody wants to do anything. But it's the same way here. It's exactly the same way. I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I don't know if it's a beachfront thing. I really, I, I cannot put my finger on it. But I'll tell you, I called numerous appliance repairmen, plumbers, electricians, photographers, t-shirt printers. You think of any kind of service that someone could need for their home or owning and operating a brewery and have tried to call them. Window tinters, window replacers, appliance repair people, door repair people, painters, you name it, carpenters, janitorial services. I, I could just keep going, but you get the idea. And the the amount of people who don't return phone calls is absolutely astonishing to me. It is like, I just think, I bet, you, let me just break it down in my own head out loud. So I would be willing to bet that if you took of all the people that I've ever called to try to get something done, I bet you about 15 to 20% of them have ever actually even returned my first call, okay? Not like no call, no show, just not even picked up the phone to call me back. And it's not like I go into some long details about what it is I need done. It'll typically be something like this. Hey, how's it going? This is Brandon over at Nuasis Brewing Company. Uh, got a broken window. Need to see about getting somebody out to get this thing replaced. Give me a call back. And then I get my phone number. So it's not like, hey, I'm wondering if you can just call and just give me a best price. I need the best price I can get on this window. And um, you don't need to come make a trip to, uh, to measure it because I don't want to have to spend the extra money on a trip. No, none of that. Just like, hey, I got something. It's broken. I need it fixed. And then they don't call back. I've got, I don't know. I've probably tried to use six different glass repair people who will can replace cracked or broken windows or replace tent that gets bubbled up or whatever. Probably six of them. I've got one that I now use regularly, but this guy has never one time shown up on when he said he's going to be there. Okay. And I'm not the kind of person who says, I need you out here tomorrow, 8 a.m. Can you do that? If you can do that, I'll give you the job. No, that's not me. I'm the kind of person that says, great. When can you be here? And they give me a date and a time. And so that's when I expect them. And so this guy, he's never one time. He's been either minimum of four hours, maximum of two days late every time. In under normal circumstances, if I were back in Houston, I would just run him off and find someone else. But here, it's like the best you got. It's the best you can do. And I wish I could sit these people down and explain to them, hey, buddy, here's some free consulting. All right. Here's some free consulting. You are in the service industry. It is your job to service people. The better service you can give people, the more money you will make. It's a very, very simple concept. But instead, you get stuff like, man, I, I meant to text you back yesterday, but I just I got, uh, you know, something came up. Oh, well, as long as you meant to text me back, then we're okay. Go ahead and come on out, you know. And I, if I were a punk and operated like they did, I would say, Man, I meant to mail you your check. I'm glad you called me. I meant to mail your check six weeks ago, and you know, but I'll, I'll go ahead and get it sent out. But no, I don't do that. I pay them the instant they walk off site. And who knows? Maybe I'm asking too much. Maybe we just need to accept the fact that nobody says what they're going to do when they say they're going to do it. I've often said, you don't, it doesn't take much to be successful in life. It really doesn't. All you have to do is do what you're supposed to do. 
And that's it. If you do what you're supposed to do, you'll be fine. But some people just hate money, you know? They just hate money. I'm not one of them. Oh, wait, what? What's that? Oh, you want to hear some John Fetterman? Okay, here, here's John Fetterman standing up on stage with a hoodie on, standing next to Joe Biden, lost her than a goose in tall weeds. These two people are the most embarrassing politicians I've ever laid eyes on. And now you get to listen to John Fetterman, senator from Pennsylvania, elected by the people. Be nice to him. He had a stroke. The president, again, next to a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the governor and the, the, the delegation what? to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation. Uh, bill infrastructure is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this all across the america getting rebuilt all right okay there you have it john fetterman the wordsmith dropping knowledge about i'm i'm not sure what something about a bridge and infra 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 but you know what at least we're nice to him because he has stroke by no means am i making fun of the fact that he had a stroke i wouldn't i wouldn't make fun of someone for having a stroke what i am making fun of him for is being up on stage pretending like everything's fine while everyone else around him is pretending like everything is fine when we can all tell that he's not fine. Like, I don't know about you, but I would much prefer to live in a world where people weren't scared to say these types of things because they were fearful about what people would think about them. I would like to live in a world where people were brave enough and they care about their country to say, yo, time out, bro. That dude can barely talk. We're not voting for him. We need to get him out of here. We need to run him off. He needs to go be with his family. Oh, yeah. Well, I know, I know his wife left the country, but he's probably got some family that will still take him. Once again, my point is, do not be scared to speak out against this nonsense. Do not be scared to call it what it is. Do not hide behind your social media and some fake account, but be willing to have these types of conversations with people who do not agree with you and do it respectfully. And then if we all do that, maybe just maybe we won't be electing people like Dade Phelan, who gets in the te Texas legislature floor drunk as a skunk. And we won't be electing people like Joe Biden, whose brain is so mushy, he doesn't know what day it is. And maybe we won't be electing people like John Fetterman, who gets up there like the hunchback of Notre Dame in a hoodie and can't put a sentence together. Speaking of incompetence, you know what's weird and funny and interesting and frustrating all at the same time to me? When you're talking on the phone to someone and you're clearly talking, but then they start talking like, Maybe you paused for a second and then they just go, duh, 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 duh. they start talking and then you start talking again and you can hear them talking and it's clear that you're talking, but they either don't hear you talking or they're just talking over you. This happened to me two times this week and I've gotten to the point where I will just keep talking and I will get louder and I will just start saying what it is I'm saying just to see how long these people can go talking over me. Oh man, if you can't tell. I'm telling you, it's been frustrating for old Brando. I've got a sign on my desk that was given to me by someone who used to work for me. And it says, 
I'll be nicer if you'll be smarter. And while it's kind of ironic, man, sometimes I feel like it's, it's probably true. It's probably true. I know I'm being ugly. I know I'm being ugly, and sometimes I'm just an ugly person. But most of the time, I'm a sweet boy. But, man, the dumb people have got me in a tizzy. And if you're thinking to yourself, is he, is he talking about me? Is he, does he think I'm dumb? Is I, am I dumb? Is I dumb? No, just don't, don't, don't be dumb. Don't do the things that I talk about, and you'll be just fine. Me and you will be best buds. And with that, I think I'm going to wrap up today's show. I know there was a little bit more, <laughs> more negativity than most weeks, but you know what? I sometimes I got, I got to use this as an outlet, guys. I, I got to come here and express my frustrations. And you know what? I really hope, I hope that people can identify with me. I hope that you look at this as like some comic relief. And not me just venting, because in all reality, like when I look back on these things that I rant about, they're, they're laughable, right? They're, they're things that I can laugh about. There's things that, that would make a great stand-up comedy bit. I'm not a stand-up comedian. I don't like being in the spotlight. I don't want to be the center of attention. I'm not the kind of person. But I do think it's fun to share some insight and for me to rant a little bit, and hopefully you get where I'm coming from. Hopefully you do. If, if not, you probably won't listen for long because you'll think I'm just a little whiny brat. But if you know me in person, you'll know that I'm lighthearted. I'm pretty simple. Well, maybe not simple. I'd like to think I'm not simple. There's probably lots of people out there who think that I'm simple. But it's just normally just a factor of just do do what's required of you. Do what you're supposed to do, and we'll be, we'll be good. We will be good. I'm not mean to people who try. I'm mean to lazy people. I'm mean to people who don't give effort. I'm mean to people who try to be bullies. You know, I was never bullied in school. I never had an issue with people trying to bully me. And so I stood up. I stood up for the weaklings against the bullies. And that's that's what I do today. You know, I feel like that's my calling is to be, be the voice of the people who can't defend themselves and to persecute those who try to bully. I hope everyone has a fabulous week. Hope you're enjoying Pride Month. Although I just thought about something as I said that. How do you... How do you take pride in things that you don't control? You know, I don't know. Should you be prideful of the things that you cannot take credit for? That is the question I shall leave you with today. Can you be prideful about the things for which you did not create? Go out there. Have a great week. Spend some time with your dog. Tip a service provider who does an exceptional job and let them know they did a great job. Don't be bullied by the bullies. Do what you post to do at work. And here, one more thing. This little piece of advice will go a long way. Never let the ball stay in your court. You can figure out what that means. Thanks again for listening to the Don't Sue Me Bro podcast. Go check out worldsbesthammocks.com. And whatever you do, don't sue me, bro. This is Gotham City. Killer Crop. Can't kidnap you to cut out your kidney. Ain't no mercy. Got that purple Lamborghini lurking. Rose. So she know that pussy worth it. Flooded Rolex at the Grammy Awards. They still selling dope. That's those Miami boys. Killers everywhere. It ain't no place to run. Forgive me for my wrongs. I have just begun. <laughs> Ain't no mercy, ain't ain't no mercy. Got that purple Lamborghini, purple Lamborghini lurking. Ain't ain't no mercy, ain't 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 no mercy.
that purple Lamborghini lurking. Rose, don't be begging for your life, cause that's a lost cause. High stakes, body armor, suicide, boy. It's the time for games and it's the time to kill. Make up your mind, baby, cause the time is here. Capital murder, capital letters. Yeah, she catching my vibe, but she can't fathom my chatter. Need a couple gang members for these new endeavors. From this point on, anything we do, we do together. Body on the corner, million in the trunk. Seven figures I spend at every other month. Killers on the corner, talents in the clip. Build a palace out in Paris just to fill with bitches. Say my name and I'm coming with the gun squad. Everybody running, homie, there's only one gun. Cocaine, white Ferrari, I'm in the fast lane. Every day was life and death, that's when the cash came. Count money, drug residue, even blood on it. He had a driver until I put my cuz on it. Kicking in the door for the suicide squad. Needle in my arm, so I'm do or die for it. No mercy, it ain't, it ain't no mercy. Huh. Got that purple Lamborghini, purple Lamborghini lurking. Ain't, ain't no mercy, it ain't, it ain't no mercy. Huh. Got that purple Lamborghini lurking. Forgive me for my wrongs, I have just begun.